So from Gibran, the awakened soul. <clears throat> Each thing that exists remains forever. The very existence of existence is proof of its eternity. But without that realization, which is the knowledge of perfect being, man would never know whether there was an existence or non-existence. If eternal existence is altered, then it must become more beautiful. And if it disappears, it must return with more sublime image. And if it sleeps, it must dream of a better awakening, for it is ever greater upon its rebirth. It was interesting in meditation. I was kind of reminded of something we haven't really talked about in a while, I guess, and that's uh, dealing with um, the three selves. You guys remember that? The basic or lower self and the conscious self, or I guess you could call it the adult self in some ways, and the high self, sometimes like more like the grandparent. Um, we've referred to it in many different ways, and just like in psychology, they have the id, the ego, and the superego. And it's kind of all relating in the same way. And in it, I was just kind of looking at and being reminded of these are things to pay attention to as we, we walk this journey of life. And it helps to have, if anything, just a basic understanding of what we're dealing with so that as we walk the spiritual journey, we want to understand how to work with these different parts of our consciousness, but also don't. Um, mislabel it or misdefine it in a way that we call it spiritual. Because a lot of these things are things of consciousness, of an inner movement that we can't necessarily see physically. And if we can't see that, it's often easy to get confused or call it something than what it really is. So it's important to pay attention to these things. And one of the things as far as starting out is really more that we deal with a lot, especially in this world, is really more that lower self or the child self, the basic self. It's the part of us that is that which is more of the physical element, more the animal nature. And it has to do more with the physical, uh, the imagination, and also more of the emotion and lower emotion. And so it's more of, in the physical body, we could, we could talk about really more of those formative years of life from birth to around six, seven, eight years old. And I know we've, we've heard some of this, but it's been a little while, I know, since we've talked about this. And it's often during those formative years that we are, in a sense, more ruled by or living by that animal or childlike nature that is very physically oriented, such as, you know, eating, sleeping, getting in all the physical uh, necessities. <clears throat> And also, if you think of children, they're very imaginative. So they often live in kind of a fantasy world. So let's begin with that. And also, the emotional element. You know, children are very uh, sensitive or emotionally reactive to very happy or very upset. And they can switch in a moment because they don't have that element of the mind yet developed that censors things or, in a sense, guides or has more dominion. In that. So that part's not developed yet. But even once we, in a sense, go beyond those formative years of six, seven, eight years old, I know Jim's referred to this also, even as the soft part of the skull doesn't really harden until, or really close down as you talk to of more spirit until we get beyond that and we start moving into more of that mental um, forming of the mind. But that's also the beginning of really moving more to the conscious self, which I'll move to here in a moment. 
but it's important to understand that animal or childlike nature as well, that that still exists within us no matter what age we are. And often we may be run by that throughout our whole lives. Those first seven years of life or so can often determine a lot of how we respond or react as we even move through our adult lives. But it's also in there where we can begin to change or make behavior corrections, if you want to call it that, not out of right or wrong, but to correct or, in a sense, realign ourselves to move in a different way if that childlike nature inside of us doesn't serve us for where we want to go in our lives. Does that make sense? So just like children, as we raise children, we often give them guidance or direction. We ask of them to behave certain ways and to not behave certain ways. And that's a lot of our upbringing. But even in that upbringing, some of us may have been brought up very loosely guided or um, what do I want to say? Well, I'll just say as far as raised and instructed in that way. So we may have our lives more that way. Or some of us may have been brought up very strictly. And so we have that running inside of us to this day. And it's important to pay attention to those things. So in those formative years, that's where a lot of the learning takes place of our process of how we deal with life in this world, how we learn to respond with it, good and bad, from more of that lower emotional way or that physical way in that response. And that's often in the first uh, three chakras here in the body that a lot of that runs in the physical, imaginative, and uh, emotional levels in that way. So that's often where also a lot of healing takes place because as we were raised that we may have had many upsetting moments that as a child, sure, we respond and move from one thing to another, but sometimes those things can be deeply rooted in our consciousness and just go into the unconscious level so that those are still running in us even in our adult life or later adult years. And those are things that if we don't heal them, that they create a block or a wall of separation inside of ourselves that does not allow that greater fullness of spirit to enter into our consciousness. And this is where a lot of the acronym LAF of loving, accepting, and forgiving comes in that we speak of in here. That as we begin to really work more with loving and acceptance and forgiveness inside of ourselves is where we can bring a lot of internal healing, especially with that childlike or animal nature that is always running inside. So it's important to do that type of inner work. You know, in here, Jim and I use the word inner work a lot. And that's a lot of what we're referring to because in meditation, it's, that's not really the inner work. In meditation, we're really focused on just loving God and opening and receive God's love for us. That's more of a flow of grace, not necessarily work. The work involved is working with loving and accepting forgiving to really to begin to unlock those doors within us where they've been closed through a lot of these experiences of growing up having to do more with that childlike nature. So just be aware that in this journey, and this is part of where we call this a threefold pathway of meditation, self-study, and service. So also a lot of the self-study and service has to deal with this. In the self-study, you'll become more aware of these different parts of your consciousness and where you've created these blocks in yourself, not even consciously. Remember, this is more of an emotional 
reactive nature than it is one consciously chosen. And also where... So easy to lose that train of focus sometimes. Well, let me just kind of phrase it a little more this way. Just as we raise children in this world, it's important to take the time to still raise that child within ourselves. And the way we do that can make a big difference in the way our lives unfold. And there's always a balance. As I was saying earlier, that we can be brought up very loosely without many guidelines or direction or instruction, or sometimes we can be brought up very strictly. And those are really more the extremes. And that childlike nature will begin to live the way it's learned. But as we move more into that adult life, we can begin to reprogram that or raise ourselves the way we would choose. And ultimately, that's always finding a balance. Because at times, if we go with more of a strict programming, we have to be a certain way, act a certain way, look a certain way, in order what? In order to be loved, to be accepted in this world, by others, by ourselves, by however that is. That if we create more of that strict or restrictive state of consciousness, that does cause separation. So in there, of course, we would want to look at loving or nurturing or caring, a softening to allow a little more freedom and flexibility so that things become more fluid, to allow more space for that inner child to have experience and grow. And then on the other side of that, if the child has not had much of any instruction or guidance of also learning how to work with or to cooperate with, to work in harmony with, that we can be really living a life that doesn't have the boundaries that would support us into coming to that greater spiritual alignment because we've given the animal nature free roam, so to speak, to run rampant. And when we allow it to run rampant in that way, it also keeps us more focused down and out into the world to have the worldly experiences. So it's kind of like going the other way. But a lot of this is based on our belief systems and how we've been brought up. And has, that has a lot to do now with the conscious self or that more adult state of consciousness, that place that we're conscious knowing, conscious thinking. It has to do more with a mental level where we can make choices because from more that adult state, we have more of a control or a dominion over that animal nature. And it's from that conscious self that we make the choices of how we want to live our lives, how we want to do things. And in that place is where often the ego functions from. And from that place, we can choose again to give freedom completely to that childlike nature or to even choose to try to control it and dominate over it or overpower it in a way that creates separation inside. So pay attention inside of yourself how you work in your own inner consciousness with that childlike or animal nature inside.
and begin to realize that there is a balance. But that balance isn't brought about by telling it what to do. Think about it. Just like children in this world, often if you tell them what to do, they'll often dig in their heels and, no, I'm going to do it my way. But if you also don't give them direction, they may not find a healthy way to support themselves. They need to learn how to feed themselves, clothe themselves, how to survive and live in the world. So it's important to give direction and instruction, learning how to communicate, how to be with others, how to find that harmony and balance. So that inner dynamic is all part of this journey to work with. That's why we even have that CD on LAF and that forgiveness meditation in there to help bring this inner alignment to that. But it's that conscious self from which we function beyond the age of seven where we start to engage the mind and are able to start working from that higher perspective in that way. I always try to move kind of slowly looking at this because it's funny for me to share more of information like this because it, it starts to almost get in the mental level and I'm always ever watchful to stay in that flow of spirit because this does deal in the realm of psychology a bit. But I just, if anything, I hope in sharing this today that you realize it's important to handle these or, or understand this inside so that you can create an inner alignment and open the doors within yourself. Because as you do that, you allow. This is your work to do. This is your responsibility. In other words, I'm going into the area where Jim talked about of having a thought for every feeling and a feeling for every thought, or being responsible for your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your reactions. And understanding some of this inner dynamic or psychology can help you to begin to see how to really bring that greater balance inside of yourself that is your responsibility. And as you do that, you create the space for more spirit of loving to come inside. So this action supports you on your spiritual journey. It's not in place of, because some people make this in place of. It's together with and walking that journey. So realize that conscious part of you, that adult self, is a part that gets to make choices. And there's a couple parts of that. That conscious self often will base out of the heart chakra. It is a part where you either begin to look down into the world, back down into the lower mind, the emotions, the imagination, the physical, or it's that place also where we consciously get to choose to now to begin to turn our attention upwards and now move more into the higher mind or the universal mind and into the unconscious and then, of course, spirit. So that conscious self has the choice, as always, of looking down and out or inwards and upwards. And that's the place also of learning that consciousness of who we are in this world that looks, listens, feels, smells, tastes, touches, all these different senses that engage and we take in information, experience, sensory. But then in that also, we can make the choice of where we want to focus. What kind of experience do we want to move into? How do we handle these things in ourselves? How do we handle the elements in the world? How do we work with spirit? These are all choices that we get to make 
from that adult self, that conscious self in that way. But this is also the beginning where we can now begin to choose in the spirit. And that element of the conscious self often function out of what we call the lower mind. And then as we choose spirit more, then we begin to open into more of what we call the universal mind. And this is an area often been referred to as the higher self, that place where the wisdom comes through, the place that knows what our destinies are, that which has been from the past and that which is for us to move into the future to fulfill our journey in this world. And this is an area that many people have gotten very confused. A lot of people call their higher self often mistaking it for their soul. And really it's an element of the higher mind, the universal mind, the part that is more knowing, but is still of the mental, physical element in that way. It is a place by which spirit can move as the higher mind is focused upwards towards spirit. And then it focuses spirit down into the world. In other words, the soul has experienced through that. But we don't become aware of it until we in our conscious self choose to focus upwards to that greater wisdom, to that greater truth, and allow that in. And often that takes place automatically for those of you that are walking this path to sound and light, always looking towards God, always looking up and inwards and opening to allow that grace in because in that action as we consciously are choosing up then that grace will also come through that higher mind and the grace will work through with the higher self into the world so that we really when that happens we begin to find our lives taking on a greater sense of purpose or fulfillment we tend to get greater clarity and understanding we seem to know a little bit more about what direction we want to move as far as in the world as well as inside of ourselves. And it's that place that can often give us the wisdom or the knowledge of even how to handle that childlike nature in ourselves so that we can bring it into greater balance and cooperation in this journey that we are walking here. So as we open to that, we have that greater clarity. I hope this is making sense because I'm trying to put a lot of pieces together right now. <laughs> And if I mess it up at all, I guess Jim might be able to offer a little more clarity in that as well. So just continue always moving towards the loving, realizing that these are different elements on that journey and to understand some of that. So don't be calling your soul your higher self or your higher self your soul. It's, they just function differently. The soul is in and through all of that. It's all contained within the soul. Because the soul is just simply loving. It is that divine part that is not of the physical, material world. And the soul needs the vehicles to have experience. So these different cells are really those vehicles by which the soul experiences and expresses through to have experience. Before I move on, because I know it's just a lot of information, does anybody have a question right now about what I've been saying at all?
Yeah, Vichel. Because I don't want to move on unless... I just want to make sure this is clear what, what I'm saying here. You they are all just blissed out or you get totally what I'm talking about. Mitchell? Okay. Hello? Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is... I love this subject that you're talking about. Uh, but is there some pointers to... to to the, there are some guideposts to see when we're like in the physical and to know that if we're uh, to know if we're really going to the physical more than the spirit or um, maybe with communication with other people or just uh, just going through life. I mean, what are some things that we can do to help, you know, keep us on track? Besides meditation and, and that. Well, the way to know if you're really focused on spirit is a few things. We often call them guideposts, signposts um, to pay attention to. If you inwardly are experiencing loving, peace, joy, acceptance, enthusiasm, forgiveness, those types of qualities, you know you're following and living spirit. If you find yourself in reaction, demanding, trying to control, expectation, fantasizing, right and wrong, judgment, fear, if you're experiencing that, that's letting you know that you're really more focused into the world. Make sense? Oh, that's great. Does, <laughs> and I think most of us know all that, right? And then when we're not sure, you just hold an inner focus until through your experience it begins to awaken inside of you because it'll reveal itself if you pay attention and open the door to allow that in that's the other part of that yeah well thank you i yeah sometimes when i'm feeling all the the beautiful the emotions and everything that you were saying with spirit sometimes i still feel like i'm kind of attached to the physical or something but no but i, I there is a difference the way it feels within inside myself when i am there and i love that part of that movement so yeah that was a that was a great answer brian so those are pretty identifiable feelings mm -hmm. when you think about it uh, yeah it's like what's going on here am i doing this or that so thanks a lot and i'm glad you asked that question because there's more things i saw in meditation but when i'm in the flow it's coming from spirit rather than the mind so part of the other thing that was there that um that brought forward was always also remembering that the animal nature is just part of this physical consciousness. And it's not something we're trying to stop or get rid of or kill in any way. As long as we're in the body, it's going to be running. So all it is is learning how to work with that in the body. Just knowing that as long as you're in the body, you're going to be having experience with the body. So there's always that part that is always focused into the world. But what do we do with it inside of ourselves? Because you see, is it animal nature is focused in the world? And it could be throwing a temper tantrum and saying, I want this. And it'll, you know, kick and scream like a little kid who wants something and they're going to do everything they can to, to get that. We'll see that adult self, the conscious self here, can either get caught up in it and just do it. Or it can say, you know, I hear you, I understand you, and I love you, and it's okay what you're doing. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to choose the loving.
And I'm going to live in the loving and hold in that loving, just allowing you the space for you to do what you need to do. And when you're done doing that, you can go ahead and come into the loving with me. In other words, you're nurturing and caring for that child within, but you're also holding for an alignment with loving. And it's just repetition, it, just like you do with children in the world. A lot of this, I'll call it a game because it really is, but a lot of this game of life is really learning to endure or hold in that flow of loving. And a lot of the endurance isn't holding in the loving. That's the easy part. Often the enduring part is being able to hold in that loving long enough till this lower passes and it doesn't pull you back down. That's really the enduring part because that's not very easy. You can still be living in love and joy and bliss and all down here will be going really upset and say, but I want this. Eh." But you can just say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then eventually, just like any little child, it'll quiet down and then just move on because you're not going to give in to it. Yeah, that's good. I kind of seem and I feel the big picture that I really feel really good about my life or just just how things in the future, you know, just how I know that those things, they they, they do pass. But it is in the moment that some situations seem bigger than the others. But getting back, you know, I know what to do, and I say those things, but the resistance and mm-hmm. the energy of getting back to neutrality, where the loving is, is like, oh, you just, just bounce <laughs> off, bounce off. It goes, no, I don't want to go there. No, there. Well, that's where I want to go, but just, I just, you just can't reach it. Is there times where you, I mean, and I really feel it when I can't get back there, and I, I very much want to, but it's, it's, it's just... I, it's just like you said, over time, they work themselves out and, and through mm-hmm. communicating and, and, and with yourselves and others and all this. It's, 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 it's quite part, a battle. It, but, part of the, the other part of this is that there are karmas in the world that we're going to walk through just to have the experience. And that's part of the battle. Because you, you see, the, you need to realize that this journey of spiritual awakening takes time. And it takes time to move through all these different elements of all these selves and the world and all that goes with it. And so there'll be times we'll be in the battle because we're, we're in that stage of, in a sense, overcoming it. Mm-hmm. But yet there's still the part that's still so attached that we haven't gotten free of yet. Mm-hmm. So that'll just, that's just trying to struggle for life. And in that struggle, though, is where it's still giving us the experience. Because in, there, in that experience, we're still learning and growing. And so all we need to do is find that place of acceptance and to say, okay, you know what? I'm in my struggle. I'm still, I'm still caught up. I'm attached. I'm, I'm in the karmic flow, whatever it is. And you know what? That's okay. And let me just have the experience and see what there is to learn here. And when you start taking that approach, then you actually open the door to let the loving come in more fully because then what? You're not judging it. You're not afraid of it. See, most of the time we're judging all these things going on inside. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time we fear what's going on inside. And that's where the struggle is. But if we can begin to love and accept all that, that begins to soften the judgment and the fear. And then as it softens, it begins to expand and open. And then, then that is the release 
where eventually then we no longer even need to have the experience. But that's the challenge and struggle we all go through. But this is part of the repetition, endurance, patience. It's all part of it. And I don't know any way to change that other than every time it comes up, you just keep choosing the loving. You just keep choosing the acceptance and you keep working with forgiveness. And there'll be the day that you're done with it. Thank you. Yeah, it does feel that as time goes on, the years pass by Mm -hmm. that it's, when I look back at the heavier stuff I've dealt with over the years, and each time it is getting lighter, and it just exactly. it just opens the door for something else to come up because that part cannot come up, is what I believe, until mm-hmm. those other parts are cleared. And it's just it's just peeling back the layers. It just keeps on coming up, and so it's a never-ending process, but it gets lighter and lighter, and I feel yeah. that. So thank yeah, you so much. That's, you're welcome. Thank you. That's a great statement. See, that's a good that's a good awareness that it it does happen and it does take time. Thanks. Yeah, Jay. I thought what you're saying was uh, helpful in putting us in, to be blissed out, that sort of a, a station along the way to uh, let go and to become in spirit. Uh, it was helpful to me in that way. Um, and the other thing, what was just said, uh, for me it's a, a reminder that if I'm in the presence of another person who is uh, in a temper tantrum or something, <laughs> uh, is to stay in that other realm of uh, listening, but poised. And uh, this is not judgmental, but to hold to my guns, that's not my normal expression, but uh, to stay where I am in uh, in a peaceful listening rather than um, uh, trying to declare my rightness Mm -hmm. of whatever's happening. It's it's a different different place, but it is a choice. Mm -hmm. But uh, I thought your info uh, that you were giving was helpful in in clearing the way to that station to uh, open the door to spirit. Thank you. Great, thank you.